Today's Appetite for Construction podcast is sponsored by Bradford White Water Heaters. Hey, plumbing pros, when it's time to choose a water heater to install for your next job, whether it's residential or commercial, go with a Bradford White Water Heater. Pros know about the superior quality and reliability you get with Bradford White. Plus, they are engineered for the pro, so they are easier to install and service. Choose Bradford White, American Strong, and built to be the best. We're back with the Appetite for Construction podcast. Tim, how you doing this morning? I'm doing pretty good, Chevy. How are you? Uh, I'm doing okay, although we uh, had a meeting this past week and... Uh, one of our participants had a cold, and I think he gave it to me. Yeah, so, I, I I felt the same way. I came home <laughs> last night, got home last night, and I was like, woke up this morning. I was like, ugh. Like yeah. The, the head cold is slowly creeping up. It was good to see you guys, though. It's been a while since I'd seen Eric, and I know you and I have been at a couple trade shows over the last handful of weeks, but it was good to meet and talk a little bit about next year. So one of the, the main, is it impetus? of this yes. uh, podcast is to kind of uplift the trades and highlight the trades and bring on people to talk about the trades. And one of the f- main topics for probably the past decade is, you know, workforce development and training and finding skilled trade workers and the shortage and, you know, people aging out of the industry. Where are we going to get more people? We have two guests on that are going to talk about this very subject. So let's get after it. Excited to have on Bradley Tisdale. Brad Tisdale is the director of HVACR Training, Steamfitters Local Union 449 Technology Center in Harmony, PA, just outside of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Brad, how you doing? Good, good. Good morning, fellas. How are you doing? Yeah, doing great. We have our good friend, Bob. <laughs> Hot Rod Roar. Bob, how you doing? Great. Thanks for the intro. <laughs> and invite yeah no you actually set this up because you were doing a primary secondary piping training at the facility there yep. and you said oh my god what an impressive facility and you you said you know by the looks of it just walking through there you would never know there is a a, a shortage of, of workers so tell me a little bit about how you met up with brad and tell me about the tour yeah, so it was an amazing tour. You know, I've been to a bunch of different training centers over the last 15 years in the U.S. and Canada in my position as a, as a trainer and been to a different union um, training centers in Michigan and California all over the place. But, yeah, this one was an eye-opener. And we knew driving in my rep in the area, Campbell Equipment set this up, and just driving in the parking lot, it was a full parking lot. And the other thing that impressed me is it was full of uh, contactor trucks. It's not just mm-hmm. a parking full of cars so that was mm-hmm. a pretty good indication of what we were going to see once we walked in the front doors and we certainly were uh, or i was surprised that that many people were that involved in in the training programs there and yeah i mean the, the tour through the facility that brad took us on was just amazing the amount of equipment they had the people that i talked to that were engaged and happy and a lot of young all young faces in the class that i that i presented so that was um that was nice to see and it was impressive to see what they're exposed to at that facility the amount of equipment that manufacturers have put into that facility and the you know just the uh, the willingness and the eagerness of everybody that worked there that was a trainer and uh, you know and that started with Brad he's kind of sets the tone for that whole operation there so thank you 
Yeah, so you met uh, uh, Brad at the door. Brad, tell me kind of what your role is there at, at the at the facility. I'm the idea guy. So, yeah. you know, I'm always trying to come up with new ideas, but I'm the training director, but really I'm just trying to keep people motivated, you know, keep our mm-hmm. instructors juiced up, students juiced up, things he- heading in the right direction, uh, making contacts with uh, quality manufacturers and their representatives, bringing them into the school. So, how old is the facility there? Well, it was uh, construction was completed in about 2017. Okay, fairly new then. Yeah, relatively new. Yeah, and then uh, we have a brand new event center next door, so which yeah. was just completed uh, this past spring. And then Hot Rod told me that they're uh, building, uh, you're expanding, but it's going to be a hotel for people to you know stay multiple days and they don't have to travel as far to to come to the classes. Yeah. Well, yeah, we just purchased uh, some ground next to us, so hopefully. Uh, we we can swing a hotel or some type of facility for people to stay that way because a lot of times we offer classes that are multiple days, mm-hmm. two or three day classes. Even some some classes might be a week long. So a hotel would be great. Brad, the facility is what seventy five thousand square feet. Pretty impressive. I've I've seen some videos online that uh, you've shared on your website. You partner with leading manufacturers in the industry to assist in training. How do, how do you do that? How do you go about working with leading manufacturers to get that assistance? Uh, well, at the beginning, it was tough because you're trying to get recognized, you know. But I'll, I'll be honest with you, the, the key seemed to be going to AHR. So I would regularly attend the AHR shows. Oh. Uh, this year, it's going to be in uh, Atlanta. Atlanta. That's right. Jeez, thank you. I was trying to remember so, yeah, so attending the show in Atlanta, uh, making the contacts with the manufacturers and a lot of the representatives. And the key is the representatives, they're always looking for a way to uh, reach out and get connected to more of our contractors, more of the men that are installing the products, making sure that things are getting installed properly. So at the beginning, it was tough because no one recognized us in the sense that this is where they needed to be. But now, now that we have a lot of products and, you know, Bob's seen it, now that there's a lot of products here, when I bring a manufacturer in through the door or a representative through the door, they're usually eager to uh, build that relationship because they recognize that their competition's here. So uh, setting this up, you had sent some emails, and in your email it does say, what is a steam fitter? So for our, <laughs> our audience that listens uh, casually and not maybe not in the trades or interested in getting the trades, what is a steam fitter? Yeah, so yeah, I don't know if you clicked on it by chance. I did. But if I you did. did click on it, it'll roll you through a little video. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a lot of people don't realize all the capabilities of a steam fitter. Uh, so it's processed piping. You know, mm-hmm. so we're in industry, we're, you know, chemical plants, steel mills, um, it's it's piping in the hospital, it's medical gas, uh, you know, the outlets you see behind the beds for the the medical air and the gas mm-hmm. behind the beds, uh, you know, steam fitters are putting that in. We're also doing, uh, you know, it could be plastic piping in a, in a uh, plastics plant where they're doing cooling water, you know, processed water, but. But most importantly to me, it's the HVAC end, so it's comfort cooling, heating, in commercial buildings, uh, even some residential settings. So uh, we have our hands in a little bit of everything, but 
we like to think that we're the professionals. Anything with pipe, that's us. Yeah, it's uh, it's an important job title or important job for sure. So the training that you do there is, um, it's really uh, it's a great thing. So, hey, I, I, Hot Rod, I, I see you there, and I, I just when when you gave the training, did you, I'm assuming you had your beard. <laughs> just starting. In fact, this is the first time ever. A lot of attention. I don't know why. It's, I don't know, dude, but I was, you didn't scare anybody off. Really. Players, everybody's is sporting a beard these days. So I thought I'd just join the, the group. So we'll see, see how it goes. Yeah, I, I was probably was the oldest person in the building that day, which I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing. Uh, I think it's good for the trades and that there were a lot of young people there, you know, um, learning the trades and wanting to or in the business or wanting to get into the business. So that's what impressed me is how many people are actually there and, and what they could get exposed to at that facility. I mean, it wasn't just boilers, you know, it wasn't just hydronic stuff. It was everything. Uh, a new, what do you call it, module was just being put in as we were there from one of the manufacturers, you know, to, to train on the newest equipment and the latest equipment. And, you know, I'd like to see a, you know, a, um, a section for, uh, technologies that are coming down the pipe maybe something on hydrogen or ice storage or different things uh you know well, that'd be great yeah nice to have there too you know just to get the guys interested in, okay you know i understand how to put pipe together but what can i look forward to in five or ten years what's this industry going to look like what trade should i you know start boning up on to to serve the new uh uh, what's coming down the pike too and another thing i thought of that might be interesting uh to do is um you know, maybe a basic business class for all these guys too. A lot of people go into business and are great wrench pullers, but don't know how to do business. And two years later, they're they're broke and they're bankrupt and maybe divorced because they ran out of money. So, you know, have somebody come in and say, okay, when you get out there, here's how money works. This is what a balance sheet is and stuff like that. So something to think about just to, you know, well, uh, I think that's taught at, at high school level, then people get out there and don't even know how to balance a checkbook. Not that you need to anymore, but you certainly want to know how money works and interest rates and that. So anyways, those are just things I thought of that would, you know, prepare everybody for the, the real world when they get out there, whether they're going to be an employee or own their own company someday. So, um, well, well, Bob, you bring up a good point. So we actually do classes uh, through the union hall uh, and we invite, uh, you know, the apprentice and the classes a business class to encourage the apprentice on starting their own company. So oh, right. we actually bring in some people that go through, you know, some of the, the money end uh, to educate them on if you were to go into business, these are some of the things you need to be thinking about in regards to, you know, insurances and monies and financing. We do try to grow with within. Uh, probably we might end up with one or two young men or women that start their company uh, every year. Oh, great. And some yeah. are successful, some some struggle, but uh, but you bring up a great point. A lot of young apprentices, they pull in the parking lot. When you mentioned all those trucks in the parking lot, they all come with a heavy uh, financing usually. And a lot of those second-year apprentices want to drive $70,000 trucks, yeah. which is good when work's good, but when work's slow, you're kind of wishing you didn't have that truck payment. <laughs> That's right. Brad, how many students and apprentices come through the doors on a yearly basis? Uh, so right now there's roughly 500 apprentices under roof. So uh, they're not all here at the same time, right? So it's a five-year program, and we're a daytime training center. So every day there's apprentices walking through the door. 
So the way we're structured is Mondays is first year through the week. Fridays is fifth year, right? So every day of the week's a different year. And then because of the sizes, we, we break them in the A week and B week so that the class sizes are, are manageable. We try to keep class sizes around 20, 25 per instructor. That way it doesn't become overwhelming. Uh, so there's a, a rotation. So a, a, a young man or woman in the apprenticeship, you're coming to school one day every other week for five years. And so when an apprentice, you know, they might be employed by somebody or they might not be. So when they're done with this, is there an estimation of how much money they could make walking out of there? Uh, pretty much. It's, you know, again, it's driven by the individual. Mm-hmm. But the good part about apprenticeship is our main focus is to keep that individual employed. Yeah. Right. So yeah. it. So when a young man or woman gets accepted in the apprenticeship, it's almost like, uh, I guess, a BOGO, if you will. Mm-hmm. So not only did they get accepted in the apprenticeship, and there's no cost for the education, but they also will receive a job. We'll put them out to work because the biggest component of apprenticeship is that on-the-job training. Uh, so roughly 10,000 hours for that five-year period, right? So they're out there working uh, day in and day out with a journey person. Mm-hmm. One day every other week, they're coming back here to go to school. So I'm a little old. What BOGO, Hot Rod, what's BOGO? Oh, buy one, get one. Get one. one. I, I, I... <laughs> No, I, I know. I know. I was rolling through my uh, my kids' Rolodex in my head like YOLO, BOGO. Tim knows all the – he's a OJT. Got to love that. <laughs> yeah. We need more acronyms. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> more this day and age, there's a lot of them out there. you got to be careful what you, if you don't know what you're saying. Uh, no, jeez. <laughs> you're right. Got to be careful. So that's pretty cool. I mean, the facility is relatively new. You got this, you know, this excitement for tradespeople coming in and, um, you know, you're building the the hotel there. It's like, a, a, you know, on a micro level, like we said, and Hot Rod said to me, like, you never know that there's a shortage of uh, tradespeople in the industry. I mean, that's all you hear these days online is people at chat rooms and all over. Oh, nobody's coming in the, the trades. They want to be uh, reality stars or they want to be programmers or gamers or whatever and make a living doing nothing, you know, sitting home in their pajamas. But that wasn't the impression I got at all rolling through, um, you know, the facility there. I mean, everybody was there, you know, with a goal in mind, you know, let's get this training and let's get out there and get a job and contribute to uh, uh, make some money to the yeah. world. Those of you that will go to the website, I know that I was on there over the weekend and I saw that you've got a new campaign now where you're sharing stories of apprentices and steam fitters that have come through the doors. Talk a little bit about that because it was really impressive to see a really polished interview with these young, enthusiastic um, men, women, people of color. I mean, just a a broad-based view of really what our, you know, the United States is and these people that you know, I've come through your doors. It's really impressive. Well, you know, in the challenge for us, we're challenged as well, but we're, it's diversity and inclusion, right? You know, you want the job site to represent the community. Uh, so we're constantly trying to do outreach uh, to recruit um, new people, young people into the program. 
there's two full-time recruiters that are out there shaking the bushes every day going to tech schools, trade schools, high schools, community colleges, um, you know, I guess beating the drum or sharing the word that there is a apprenticeship available. So putting together those, those short clips with some of our students, right, that are in the program, it helps reinforce, reinforce or it helps pass the word out to other students or prospects that may be interested in working with their hands. You know, a lot of times kids have been sent to, to college, community college. They might have a two, four-year degree. They get out of community college with uh, some degree that they can't find a job. Yeah. And then they find their way to us, and they're applying for apprenticeship and realizing that, geez, I really do like to work with my hands. I really do like to problem solve. You know, so unfortunately, trades get a bad rap sometimes because the guidance counselors would want to send the problem children to us. But really, we're looking for young, sharp minds that like to problem solve. We need yeah. young people that can go out on a job and figure out how to solve the problems on that job and get it done. Mm-hmm. So those little video clips are just a great tool. Just It's another marketing strategy, if you will, just to really try to connect with some of the young people. Because when an old guy like me gets on there and beats the drum, they don't want to listen to me. You know, they yeah, want it, they want yeah. it, they get it from a they want it from a peer, right? So is it in state only kids, uh, you know, students, or is it yeah, so from our, the, from our the region? Ter- well, our yeah, so our territory we have territory, so there's there's local unions throughout the U.S. and Canada. So our territory goes from West Virginia to Lake Erie, so the whole western end of the state. And that's why the school's at where it's at. It's halfway up and down the state, basically. But we do have service technicians that live out of state. So we do have some people from, it could be from Ohio, Maryland, West Virginia, Southern Tier in New York, uh, that find their way into our program because they're working for some of our contractors. Primarily, we're looking for students. We cover 16 counties, those students in those counties. But sometimes there's outlying counties outside of our jurisdiction that they're still working with our contractors, taking care of their needs. Hot Rod had mentioned to me that you would even take non-union students as well. Is that right? Or is that that on the down low? (laughs) (laughs) Well, the idea is recruitment. So, you know, myself, when I was out of high school, I was working for a non-union contractor. You're trying to get a job, you're out of school, you're young, you know, you're trying to just get some money coming in. I'm working for my first contractor. It was a non-union mechanical contractor. And long story short, I'm dating a girl. Uh, you know, we're going to get married. Her dad was a fitter, so he gets me in because he didn't want his daughter married to a bunk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was looking out for his daughter. Well, sure. yeah, he wanted to make sure that I was had the means to take care of his daughter right you know so so you know but the same thing is we don't expect everyone to have the same experience everyone's got a different path here Mm -hmm. so there's there's times when you have a young man or woman that that's working for a non-union contractor it doesn't mean that they're a bad person right we want them to come here we want them to get that education but eventually we want them to become a steam fitter Right? Yeah. We want them to belong to the organization, but they have to make that up in their own mind. 
You know, once yeah. they come through the door, my goal is, you asked me earlier what the goal is, it's to get them through the front door. Because once they come through the front door and they see what we're all about, they can make up their own mind. We don't mm-hmm. have to sell them. Mm-hmm. I don't have to lean on them. I don't have to say, hey, sign here, right? Can't come through the door. No, yeah. let them in the door. Let them come in and see what we have and uh, partake in it. And then yeah. they'll make up their own mind. So on the show, we've had past guests that um, talk about um, kind of the, the rise in the trades over the past few years and the, I mean, I can't verify this without the numbers, but the lower uh, people going into regular colleges and institutions. Would you say during COVID or after COVID, there's been an increase in attendance at your at, at the uh, facility? I would say so. We uh, Last year... The last couple application periods, we've had over 400 applicants. Mm-hmm. You know, so you get some places that are crying that they only get a handful of applicants. But yeah. uh, we're, we're still fortunate. And truthfully, I think a lot of young people are starting to realize they don't want to be saddled in college debt. You yeah. know, they, they don't want to walk out the end of, at the end of the day, walk out away from college owing, you know, 100000 or $200,000 in debt. Um, yeah. They can come into the, the trades and it's paid for. That's mm-hmm. the beauty of it. They're earning money as they're getting the education too. So yeah. it's not like they're just. That's key. Cash. That's yes. key. Oh, it's yeah. huge. So then they can own a vehicle or they can maybe make a down payment on a house or something like that. They can start getting ahead, uh, you know, as they're working and as they're getting their education. And that doesn't happen a lot in college. You know, with my son, you know, maybe a job at Blockbuster for a while when he was in college. But it certainly wasn't a living wage at Blockbuster while he was at, uh, at school. So the other tool that uh, was interesting there, Brad, you might want to talk about is the, uh, the trailer that you put together that you're going to put on the road. Is that going to be at AHR number one? And, you know, tell us a little bit about well, I, I wish it was, it was going to be at AHR. I don't, I don't believe it is. Rob Belches from the UA asked me to uh, work on this trailer project. And this trailer is a, a full semi-trailer. It kind of looks a little bit like a NASCAR trailer. You know, yeah. it's got that kind of size to it. So you don't have a big rig license where you can drive it around? No, I don't. I, <laughs> I try to stay away from that end of the trailer. <laughs> so the, uh, the the UA asked me to build a, uh, a trailer. It's about the size of a NASCAR trailer. So it, it's full of equipment, which is uh, there's a 10-ton water-cooled chiller, 80-biotic dry cooler, 10-ton uh, air handler with VAV system, carrier control system, and a 1 million BTU large boiler. <laughs> so it's chuck full. Matter of fact, it's almost illegal to go over the road. It's too heavy. But you came up with the idea. You did the design on what was going to be in there and how it all worked and how it's a live fire unit. I mean, it runs. It, it's all, that's the beauty of it. It's all live fired. So there's a uh, propane generator, 30 kW generator up front um, in the back for the, for the uh, boiler because it's only available in natural gas. We had to put two high-pressure natural gas cylinders underneath the trailer that they use for over-the-road trucks. And there's three stages of regulators to knock the gas pressure down from 3,000 PSI and the bottles down to 10 and a half inches for the inlet of the boiler. Now, it's kind of cool. It's been a fun little project. Right now, we're actually writing up some labs. That trailer, so the purpose of the trailer is to travel to other locals throughout the U.S., that don't have the means that we have uh, a physical lab. 
So it's it's actually going to be heading off to uh, New York uh, next month, beginning of next month. They're remodeling their school, so they're losing their labs. So they'll be able to use that trailer to keep their students engaged with some physical labs while they're remodeling their school. So That's pretty them. impressive. So do you just rent it out to these other UAs? Uh, I, well, we don't rent it out. So the United Association, that's kind of like our parent, right? So throughout the U.S. and Canada, there's roughly 300 training centers like ours, right? So the UA, we all, we all put a, a dime into the UA training fund. Every man hour puts a dime in. So through that UA training fund, it pays for that trailer and other things like it. So really, a local that wants to use it, can just simply place a call, get on the list. You got to pay for the driver to come drive it and drop it off. Other than that, there's no expense to it. That's so, a pretty impressive and valuable tool for the UA then. Oh, yeah, and they have other trailers similar to it, uh, you know, for welding and, and pipe fitting and such. But uh, this one's the first one for that type of commercial equipment lab that's inside of it. So. And it's got an amazing wrap on it, so it's a real attention getter as it goes down the rope. You'll say, yeah, I want to know what's going on inside that. Yeah, that's, that's right. That's no, cool. that's right. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's got a little stage that comes out. So uh, looking forward to it, getting a lot of use, you know, getting a, getting a great return on investment for it. So um, always makes you wonder what's going to be next. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. I think the next one, though, I'm going to have to reach out to you, Bob, and get some ideas. We need to get uh, get some fresh ideas on what we could do on a, on a on a different scale for another trailer. Yeah, yeah. I think this evolving technologies would be something fun to put on the road. You know, just and I don't know exactly what that would be, but um, certainly manufacturers that are trying to push new products and ideas would be happy to get it in a trailer like that and get it out there. Whether it's a you know, a, a air to water heat pump or whatever we see coming yeah. down the road and um, you know, just get ahead of that uh, training curve on what it's going to take to install and service that type of equipment as it as it starts. Uh, oh, Brad's speed. making a call right now. I think. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot to do something. <laughs> no. Hey, when you mentioned uh, Lake Erie, what pops into my head is walleye. Do you do, you you do any? Right. Do you do any walleye fishing out there? Oh, yeah, actually, uh, yeah, good walleye fishing. The perch hasn't been hitting lately, you know, the last couple of years, but the walleye has been great. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. And actually, I made it to Lake Ontario this year, too. We did some steelhead fishing, so. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, come on up or come on over. <laughs> I'll have to take a trip out there. I'm, yeah, Tim, we'll get you on a boat, and we'll we'll get you some walleyes, Tim. I like I, a good shore lunch. I'm I'm happy to eat some shore lunch walleye. Yeah, oh, good stuff. Well, you guys, thanks so much. I uh, it's really impressive what you guys are doing, Brad and um, Hot Rod. Thanks for for connecting us and taking that. To, how did you guys? How did you guys initially meet, or how did that the training get set up? Yeah, I was at the door that day as where we first met. And, you know, like I say, my rep in that area said, you know, I want to take you down there. I was actually doing some training in Cleveland uh, for one of the wholesalers up there. They had a little uh, hydronics expo. And he said, you know, let me take a, a run over to Pittsburgh with you. My son actually went over a couple of weeks, I guess, before me, Brad. And he yeah. did the same tour and said, you got to go there. So when I knew I was heading in that direction, I said, you know, let's let's get that arranged that I can go over there and see this place. Because uh, Max came back with a 
50 pictures of it and showed me. I, I hadn't seen anything like that. I've been, like I said, to a lot of the smaller training centers, but yeah, when he started rolling through that uh, roll of pictures, I said, yeah, I gotta, I gotta get over there and see it. And then, you know, meeting somebody as energetic and, uh, you know, a spark plug, like, uh, Brad, that was the icing on the cake. And he's, you know, he's really involved in, you know, in this. Well, thank uh, you for the kind words. I, and really it, it's all thanks to the representatives and, and trainers like yourself coming out to the school and sharing, you know, it's just so important for the, for that, that sharing to take place. And the students really enjoyed your time there and the instructor, he was elated to have uh, Hot Rod Bob show up in his classroom. So he was, he was on cloud nine, man. I don't think he recognized me as for it was a beer. He said, I, you know, I've been watching the videos and when you walked in the door, it didn't look like the same person. So I don't know if it's good or bad if I look older, younger, whatever, but maybe I look wiser with the beard. But yeah, I mean, he was um, all the instructors that I had a chance to, you know, briefly chat with because they were working, they were busy, but uh, they all seemed to, you know, full in. They were, they were really engaged in, uh, uh, liked what they were doing and it shows just the way you know just the way they talk and their attitude and the way the students you know relate with them that they uh, enjoy what they're doing so that's it was a, it was just a really good day and a good mix of, of everything technology and people and and uh, opportunity really so brad how do people get in touch with you or the facility or you know if they're interested in steam fitting what i mean what's the best way to well, we're hoping that they, they jump on one of those videos, the website. Um, you know, there's we got stuff. What What, what is the website? Uh, uh, www.ua449.com. There you go. Uh, yeah, so they can jump on the website, uh, reach out, catch one of our recruiters, but uh, or just call me or shoot me an email. You, you know what I mean? But uh, yeah, we're more than happy to entertain or. You'd be surprised how many times the parents come through with the with the new prospective students. Yeah, and they want to check it out too. So, or their father's looking out for their daughter, and they want their uh, future son-in-law to be exactly. a steam fitter. That's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> right on, guys. Well, thanks so much. This has been cool. I thank uh, Hot Rod and and Brad for jumping on this morning. Thank you so much. Thanks, guys. Oh, thank you for having me.